As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most American podcast network. Hey everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Why Am I Sad? I'm Joel. I'm Zoe B. I'm George. I'm Cass. And we're fine. Hello sunshine, hello blue skies, hello lovely day. Absolutely fine. Hell yeah. So I had a breakdown in my therapist session today and I don't want to talk about it. So instead we're going to answer some emails. Are you so, sure? Yeah, 100%. Oh, really? Proud of you. Proud of you. Healthy, yep. Progress is progress, dude. You, you know those moments Love where you. it's like you graduate therapy? I had the opposite. With tears in my face being like, uh, shall we book you for another therapy session? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give him the thumbs up. I it's that realisation so. of like, yeah, no, nah, I've, I've not graduated yeah. therapy yet again. Uh, <laughs> so let's not talk about us. Yeah, so let's uh, answer some emails. So we have one listener has emailed in that, uh, speaking of therapy, they have uh, said, I need to go to therapy. I've been dealing with high levels of stress at work, as well as the passing of a close friend whose funeral I can't attend due to cross-state quarantine guidelines. They are, oh, uh, for God. some context, they are in the US. Uh, the trouble is I have this uh, visceral mistrust that is making it difficult, and it's my mother's fault. Now, my mother is a real piece of work. The narcissistic has a God complex, highly manipulative kind. Our relationship is rather Rocky. Back when I was in high school, she had the family go to therapy. However, we were all seeing the same therapist. I found out uh. very quickly that everything I was telling the therapist was getting reported back to my mother, and <laughs> ergo, I was getting in trouble for what was told in confidence. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's uh, really <coughs> bad. I oh, oh, shouldn't geez. laugh, but that is so That's bad. Fucked. So brutal. Um, That's fucked. That is really not okay. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm very glad that you are acknowledging just straight up that Mm. um, it is really bad and that you are giving therapy another chance Mm. because it is completely fair if you didn't want to. That is so messed up. Uh, I refuse to see the therapist again, fair enough, yeah. uh, even going far uh, as to get my bio dad involved. This happened again in my last year of high school, so a fool me twice sort of thing. Christ almighty, your mother does sound like a piece of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, any oh recommendations to moving past this trust block? Is it even possible? Thanks, and sending all the love to the Sands Pants crew. Well, oh. first off, thank you for uh, emailing in. Secondly, wow, yeah. that sucks. Uh, that is yeah, that's brutal. fucked. That is, like, fucked, fucked. Yeah. And, like, the fact that you're even considering therapy again, oh, my God. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Good on you and amazing on you. I, like, look, in terms of getting past it, 
I it might not even be a term of like a thing of getting past that. It's just that like that therapist and that situation was atrocious. But mm. well, like well, they were breaking the law as well. R- report them. Mm. Yeah. 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 That, what they that did is, was illegal. Yeah, that it's not legal what they were doing. It is an abhorrent breach of confidentiality. Yeah. Um, and like the thing that that as therapist was doing, like that is mm. that that is just straight up bad. They should not be practicing. You, I would. Oh my gosh, any other therapist, <laughs> please see them because they they weren't they weren't practicing legally. Yeah, like, like we, you, you saw we, one who was dodgy. <laughs> Yeah, now that's very fucked. Like it, again, like you know, you're going to these people for trust, and then they break it in such a way that is a complete and utter betrayal of it. So I understand a hundred percent why yeah. you'd be so um, hesitant. Yeah, and I, I think it's 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 important to stress that like this, what they mm. were doing was really atypical to most yeah, therapists, not normal. Yeah. and not normal. And like obviously, we're not a hundred percent sure of the legality of like reporting to parents if you are underage and stuff like that. But what is said in confidence should be kept in confidence. A hundred percent. At the same time, like my mum and I and uh, the family go see the same therapist. So we go see like a family therapist who's also my therapist who's also my mum's therapist and we have been doing this for many years and at no point has there ever been a, oh, your mum said this or whatever I have yeah. said in, therapist, in therapy has gotten back yep. to my family without my explicit permission. Yeah. Um, so what was happening was not good, and obviously would like relate mm. result in in quite a bit of mistrust. So it's completely understandable. Yeah, yeah. I, I am just kind of wondering, like, was this person even a therapist? Uh, what was the relationship between them and your mother? Just it just sounds like that it's a, it's a very toxic relationship you have yeah, with your that, mother. Yeah. I, I I think maybe again, to kind of approach it in a bit more of a rational sort of headspace, which is sometimes very hard to do when you're dealing with something like this. Mm, But if you are the one that is going and finding out the therapist, there is no way that they are related to your mother in any way, shape or form to get back to. But Mm. but I understand where that um, definite mistrust is coming from. That's reminding me of like... (laughs) I'm not making light of it, but it's running yeah. with that situation like where someone's trapped somewhere, uh, like in a movie, and then they, they'll fake that person escaping, and then it turns out the escape was part of them being in that trap yeah, again. Yeah. Just to teach the person to not even trust escaping. So when yeah. someone's there being like, I can help you escape, they're going to be like, no, 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 because they don't know that, whether that's yeah. real or not. Yeah. It sounds almost yeah. like a version of that, except in this case, the person's like, oh, yeah. I know that you're safe to escape, yeah. but yeah. I'm still not going to because I'm scared. Like, it's an understandable yeah. fear. But yeah. That kind of eternal also- waking up. Like, you have a dream yeah. and then you wake up in the dream, but then you wake up yeah. in that, then you keep yeah. waking up. So- and then you're just very tired when you actually do wake up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I will. The- can you get past this road, like, trust block? Yes. Uh, is it going to be hard? Yes. Because uh, it just seems that not only did it happen, the, the I guess, the first time that you went to therapist, but also the second time. So uh, I, I am curious if the second therapist was also the first therapist or did mm. you just get two very shit therapists in a yeah. row? I feel the best way to do this is probably – the fact that you are going – as Cassie mentioned, the fact that you are going to therapy is, is – even considering it is a great step, mm. and hundred yeah, percent going in and even voicing this to them, yeah. Like if you do that kind of like, 
because the first session of therapy is <laughs> yes. like we're going to have to we're going <laughs> yeah. to from now we're booking you for 10 sessions. Yeah. <laughs> well, cuz in that in that first kind of session that you have with a therapist it is kind of like an audition or an interview. So you can bring it up in the first session and be like I have had this I've had this happen to me. Mm. I would like it not to happen again. Um if you like stress that with the therapist and the therapist you, you there has to be a level of trust. I think there has to be a level of immersion therapy. Immersion therapy, where you just do it. Yeah, like, unfortunately, yeah. there's, there's no way to guarantee mm. that. But, like, you don't have to go all in either. Like, as in, you can just be like, I'm not going to open up <laughs> for the first session, you know? Well, go no, to, for the first session. two, three sessions, yeah. be like, I'm not going to, this isn't me risking anything yeah. because mm. I'm going to suss it out. So it's actually not a risk at all yeah. at the start because you are just going in just to see what it's like and then you can make a more, like, so yeah. don't even think of it as committing Going back all of a sudden, it's like no, no. I'm actually just going to go suss it out without actually, you know, you're just sussing yeah, it out. You're not stay guarded. Yeah, try to try to lower the stakes in your own head. I would say in yeah. that sense to try to make yeah. it feel less and I, like, I, intense. And I think that there will just be moments where you are uncomfortable. Mm. Unfortunately, I think there will be yeah. like to get through any kind of trust issues. You, the only way to get through trust issues is to start trusting again. And, yeah. and there's no, there's no way to do that without being uncomfortable for a little bit. And yeah. it's it's valid and it's fine but you just got to kind of do it. Yeah, if you go into your first session and I would definitely bring it up and be like, this has happened twice and be straight up front be like, I'm really having trouble with therapy. I know I need it. This has happened to me twice and explain the situation. And if the therapist is just as appalled as we are, that's a good sign. They should yep. be they should be furious <laughs> to yes. hear what has happened to you. If they're, if they're not, that's weird. Like they yeah. should be... They should be really emphasizing that that is not okay because it's not. And any any therapist who has your best interests in mind will stress that. Like I know the therapist, like when I've been in like to therapy and I, I've, I've got the similar thing to Zoe where I know my therapist has seen people I know and I talk to my therapist about them and I know that it's not going to be passed on and mm. I know that it's like back and forth. But that's the thing. It's like a built trust. But when you go to therapy – one of the first things they say is any they're like they're like everything is confidence here are the here are the very small things in which i have to report something but everything else you say is in confidence that has been the opening for every therapist i've ever seen mm. it's like legally if i if my notes get subpoenaed i have to share them and they're like and if you are about to hurt yourself or someone else i am obliged to say something aside from that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I go think it's, for it. It's also important to stress to so in theory you'll go s- sort out your own therapist who you found on your own and has no connection to your family. Yep. And mm. I think it's important to stress what kind of person your mother is because I whilst not knowing a lot of the details, knowing a lot of narcissists and god complex people myself, they tend to make themselves the victims, they tend to make themselves seem very important and I think there could be that narrative being pushed um, so if you stress to your therapist to be like, my mom is a liar and my mom is, is not doing what is in the best interest of me, she might come across as if she is, but she isn't. Then if, even if your mom does somehow get in contact with your therapist, you have pre-warned them to not believe her. I mean, yeah. they, they shouldn't even be at that stage they, where they're they considering could... saying anything to your mom. Yeah. But I mean, the issue for me is more like a good therapist should actually not like, no matter what you say, there should be being impartial to the situation. Like, you know what I mean? I think mean? there's, I think That's there's like the innately human things. I think when you're dealing with. No, I'm not, yeah, I'm just saying. As in, yeah. yeah. Like in theory, in theory, of course, that's great. Like I, I know that going 
like my mum and I go see the same therapist and there's been days where we've had therapy one after another, <laughs> which has been really funny because then obviously as, as a family unit, as a very close family unit, mm. we'll tell the same stories but just from different yeah. perspectives. And, and my therapist, we have okayed this. My therapist will be like, oh, I got a different version of that story. Mm. And I'll be like, oh, okay. And so, you know, th- there is moments where a therapist is still a person Mm. Um, and they still they still are able to be influenced regardless of like what what they have you know promised to do because because especially as they're saying like their mom's like a narcissist like these people can be extremely manipulative oh and yeah no. extremely charismatic yeah. and stuff and I know so- I've literally my 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 brother's basically not allowed to see his kids anymore because his wife is that mm. crazy and mm. has made mm. a story that is like she's in tears and crying and saying all this stuff and yeah. there's no evidence of it anywhere. To the point where, and then whenever a therapist doesn't agree with what she says, she just goes and finds one who's therapist. bad Different enough, to, yep, incompetent enough to fall yep. for it. So <laughs> yeah. that's why you do want to shop around for therapists because yeah. they're not all good. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, good luck and I really hope you go through with it. Let us know how it goes. And we're very sorry uh, that yeah. that happened to you. That's yeah. a really horrible experience to go through, hon. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mm. But right. like, again, amazing job for sticking mm. at it. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, the next... Uh, uh, email uh, is talking a bit about depression. So they've been struggling with depression ever since they were 15. They're 21 now. And they've been trying to improve themselves over the last two years and they finally decided to go to therapy. Um, mm. This podcast playing a large role in that decision. That's great to oh, hear. Yay. Mm. Uh, however, I live in the UK and because of the pandemic uh, here, it's a very long waiting list for Therapy. It's looking like I won't get a first session until Christmas. So my question is, uh, do you have any tips on how to handle depression, suicidal thoughts, and frankly, impressive amounts of self-loathing until then? The first session seems so far away, and being stuck like this with nowhere to self-improve until then is really getting to me. Um, right. Well, that is a long wait. So long. Um, that is so surely. long. I'm not quite sure in the UK... Because I'm just like, going to get talking from Australian um, experiences there, mm. but is there anything uh, you can do over the phone to talk mm. to anybody? Mm. Um, would be my first port of call. Yeah, I would. I would. Australia has has such lifelines as Beyond Blue and Lifeline. Um, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, we've UK. got some in the show notes for UK as well. Yeah, and 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 if you're really dealing with suicidal thoughts, reach out to that beforehand. Yeah. Um, I know what I did. Mm-hmm. To not kill myself for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Pick a day. It can be a random day or a thing that you want to do that's happening, and you're allowed to live till then. Okay. And then once that day comes, pick another thing and just keep doing that until you get therapy. How far ahead can you go? You found I six months. I could. I could six months. If I if there was something I wanted to do in six months from now, I was like, I want to live till I do that thing. And once it was just a movie coming out that I wanted to see. Um, <laughs> Which one? Nope, not not it's so relevant. relevant. <laughs> it's not so relevant. relevant. What was it? No, it was. A, it, just curious. It was an independent Australian film called Newcastle, and I wanted to see it because Xavier Samuels was in it, and I thought he was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> And then I saw it at the cinema and I really liked it. And then my next goal was to wait till it came out on DVD. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's, that's, that's good. And that's, that's exactly what, what I did for about. three years. Okay. So that is one way to do it um, if you have to. <laughs> that, that, that is a solution. It's, yeah. Look, 
It worked. It worked. And in all fairness, I think I think like like we take such a light note of it, but like I couldn't mm. think straight. I think mm. at that point in time that I was like so incapable of like having a conscious thought process that was like you don't want to kill yourself because oh my god, you don't want to do that. It was more along the lines of like, well, I can't stop it, but I can postpone it. <laughs> and then eventually until I got the skills to stop having those thought processes, I was like, well, I'll just keep postponing my suicide attempt. <laughs> tell you what. I am so glad that worked. It's <laughs> a frantic laugh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds so funny. It just just like, not today, not, not today, today, no. Not today. Not today. <laughs> I've got to see that saviour. Yeah, pretty much. It was stuff like that. Like, I'd be like, oh, I've got a party at the end of the month. I really want to live till that. So yeah, yeah, that's fair. We'll power through for the next couple of weeks and then the next like, and then the next day would come after the party and I'd be like, well, I did the thing that I liked, but now another thing that I like is happening. And I just kept doing that until I got into the it's a pretty good and way to trick your brain in yeah, a weird way. It's, it's a stupid way of doing it, and I don't think any therapist would ever suggest doing it like this. Have you brought this up <laughs> to your therapist out of curiosity? No. Okay. I'm, I'm, oh, so I'm this just, just hasn't come up ever. I know, <laughs> no, because by the, time, <laughs> by the time I'd gone to therapy, because I left it too late... Well, not too late because it worked, but I left it quite late and we had other (laughs) issues to deal with. And weirdly enough, my suicide attempts weren't the big one. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, Zoe. Oh, Zoe. She's out here saving life. Exactly. Uh, I do. I do feel like almost though, in a weird way, that attitude is kind of healthy for everyone to have. In not the not the delaying suicide <laughs> thing, but the idea of having something in six months that you're looking forward to yeah, is actually yeah. a good way to live life. Because then you're always like, oh, I've got that thing. So even I've if got you, that thing. I think that's why if you're on mild basis, it's actually yeah, not a bad oh, yeah. day. Even why, if on a bad day, then yeah, yeah, yeah it gives you that wide longer purpose, purpose. that four and dimension. It, yeah, it's it's why I think a lot of people are really struggling with the, with the pandemic is that we can't make plans. And I think, yeah. like, we can't look forward to anything because everything's so uncertain at the moment. So you can't even be like, I know, like in Australia, it's coming up mm. on summer, and we're like, oh fuck yeah, summer's coming. Mm. Maybe we're not allowed to be excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, like, having something as silly as it is, like, because it it couldn't be big things because I felt guilty if I felt good about being excited for big things. So I it would it, it had to be something stupid like a movie or something that was like purely for me because I couldn't be like oh I've got so and so's wedding next year I've got to be around for that because mm. depressed mind doesn't think rationally and a depressed mind is like well they don't want you there mm. and it will be easier for you know there's there's yeah. those negative thought processes so I think just being like I want to watch the new Star Wars and I'm going to kick it till that comes around and then mm. re just evaluating every time just like you know that you're never Gonna, mm. you know. Yeah. But, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah. until you can, like, it's a stopgap measure. This is not a way to live your life. Yeah. But this is a stopgap measure that I utilise. And, and again, look, uh, they are asking for stopgap measures because yeah. they are hopefully getting therapy in Christmas. In Christmas. Uh, yeah. So, again, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit while. So, uh, for me, it's, again, keeping yourself somewhat busy like for, for me uh like we've recently got like an exercise bike so i've just been like hopping on that and playing on the switch or um watching things on tv and then you realize oh look uh 70 to like 80 minutes has gone by yeah. and my leg and bum <laughs> is sore so that's been fun 
Because ah, he just wanted to squeeze in a reference to him exercising. <laughs> Look at me it's being so healthy. Mm. So, I don't know, to me, it's like keeping yourself occupied. And then there is this kind of aspect of like healthy mind, healthy body that I know that you definitely... Um, big uh, believer. A uh, big believer in uh, yeah. George. So... Fixes, yeah. Yeah. If so you can. If you it's can. amazing. And, and there yeah. is these kind of things. Like, for me, like going and running on the... Like running, going for a run or something like that. Like I just feel this. This is... I'm past that. I'm... That to me, I don't know why I feel I'm past yeah. that, but I'm like, no, not for me anymore. It's it's icky and scary out there. <laughs> yeah, maybe I've just become so agoraphobic in these in these COVID COVID times. times well, I know I outside. I couldn't do. I used to be an avid runner before the depression got really bad, and then I had to stop because I wasn't allowed to be alone with my own thoughts. Okay, so I had to stop uh, running because a, an hour run meant an hour alone with this big brain, and <laughs> it's a bad time in there. Mm. <laughs> Mm. So you can also find hobbies. I yes. found making birthday cards very fun yeah. um, because then also you have to stay alive to give them to your friends ah. when their birthdays happen. There you go. And, like, hey, hobbies are good. Uh, Cass has been doing a, a particular hobby that she was doing that we were what mocking kind of her relentlessly it, before the show well, started. Uh, well, what was I that again? What were, we doing? what were we doing there, Cass? I'm, currently, I'm just currently making a model of a takoyaki stand. Um, and I've How been, big? I've been, what? How, How big? big? For the audience? Yeah. Because they it's can't not... see the the, the model It here. could be a life-size model. You don't know. Yeah, so how big is the model? If you were to put it in like a bread box size, how big? Is it bigger or okay. smaller than a bread box? It's smaller than my hand. No, it's about the size of my hand. My <laughs> hands aren't very big, but. Smaller than a bread box. So smaller than a bread box, yeah. Mm. Half a, a third of a bread box okay. to a quarter. <laughs> Um, I can actually vouch for the um, card making ones. I had I, uh, I had I was experiencing a lot of grief at one point and ended up just channeling all that into making cards. And it's it is good. And for me, the like um, the the outcome of it was like for me personally, giving things that I've made. Mm. I, I like doing. Um, I prefer food because you know. I mean, cards are recyclable. You can chuck yeah, them. Yeah, but... cards are a cheaper hobby because I yeah I also started with baking, but that's $80 mm. a panic attack, and I was having too frequent a panic attack and I was too poor <laughs> to maintain that hobby. Yeah, look, you got to get thrifty, see? <laughs> yeah, you got to get thrifty with your depression. <laughs> yeah, I think, cards, I think when, I was a, when I was a kid and I lived at home, everyone got biscuits for their birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then I got older and a handmade card was good enough. And it's it's a cheeky win-win. Um, but no, finding a hobby is good. Oh, also on things that might help if you're sort of getting, if, if you're not able to sort of distract yourself enough with hobbies and things, have a go at looking up. Oh, I, don't, I don't know the best way to look at it, but because there are so many like, as you can imagine, there's a lot of people who've been where you are. So there are a lot of different methods online on how to subvert thoughts. I remember when I first started going to therapy, my therapist gave me like excerpts from a journal or a book or something and was like, have a read of this. And she's like, this this like method of like addressing your own thoughts might be really helpful for you. So the, informa- the information is out there because you're not seeing a therapist. It's not going to be personalized. It's not going to be someone being like, I think this is going to be best for you. Let's give that a go. How do you feel? But it might, you know, if, you, if you're having a hard time, you know, like why not look it up? Yes. One of the things I also did uh, that my mum made me do is that whenever I was having a negative thought, I had to say it out loud and say it like I was saying it to someone I really liked. 
So I would brutal. So my mum would make me. Those thoughts are for me. Yeah, those thoughts are (laughs) private thoughts for me. And so my mum would make me say them out loud and make me say them as if I was saying them to best friend Christina. And then I would cry because I would never talk to her that way. And then my mum was like, but why would you talk to yourself that way? And I'd be like, good fucking point. Because I'm not as perfect (laughs) as best friend friend Christina. (laughs) Because as you can see, she's great. But as the thoughts have indicated, I'm a piece of trash. (laughs) Um, So that also can, it's a weird thing, but saying them out loud puts it in perspective because when you're in your head, you're in the little echo chamber of the bad thought and the bad thought can get bigger and louder. But once you say them out loud and you hear them with your ears rather than your brain, your your like brain processes it in a different way and you think of it like differently. Yeah, I also think it's kind uh, of like you, you just – Pull yourself out of mm. being. It's like it's like the classic thing. You don't know how you feel sometimes. You can go a whole day, and then you're like, mm. "Oh, I was really angry that whole day." Or, oh, "I'm really, mm. like, if you don't say it out loud, you're not you don't realize that you're thinking yeah. that until yeah. then you say it, and you're like, "Oh, wait, what am I doing?" It's like, yeah, yeah you can just like I kind of do that a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Embody different I think bitterness also, or anger yeah. or whatever, yeah. and put actually voice to it and be like, oh, "Okay, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. chat like, to this uh, guy." <laughs> like, so, so friend of the show, Jack. Uh, so remember once Jackson was uh, not realizing what he was feeling. He was like, mm, "Something feels weird and off. And I'm not sure." <laughs> He's like, am I hungry? Went and made himself a sandwich. He's like, no, I'm not that. Horny, jerked off, wasn't that. Uh, and then I think it was two days before he realised that he was feeling the emotion sad. <laughs> and he cried <laughs> for the first time. I don't know if he cried. He's like, no, he cried while he... making a sandwich at like 2am. And then was like, oh, I feel better. <laughs> Uh, you don't know sometimes. You don't know sometimes. I also think just as well, like if you're looking for certain techniques that that can can counter these kind of negative thoughts, an important thing to do is to stress that you're feeling it, not thinking it. So you have to, instead of being like, I think this, Mm. which makes your brain process that information as if it is a fact, you Mm. say or think, I feel this, which your brain processes as an emotion. Mm. Um. And that makes you realize that you're just thinking it and thoughts and emotions can be changed while facts are something concrete in your brain that are a bit more difficult to counteract. That, that's that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think Zoe and I like Zoe and I talk all the time about what our therapists tell us and I know I've yeah. learned heaps from Zoe as well. But I, I think know, I've learned cool so much from your therapist. I, I know it's so good. I think like Zoe me and Zoe, we like I I learn so much from what you say because I feel like our stuff's different, but sometimes they overlap, like with the you know the card making, like different mm. outcomes, same path. Same um, path. With- We're doing the same thing, and it's it's <laughs> fun to have a it's fun to have a friend to do it with as well. Yeah, and it'd be like, Shout oh, so dolphin. I've been you know <laughs> making a fucking things. model today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but with with the thoughts thing as well, my therapist has said something um, similar but different that has helped me where. And I know this isn't for everyone, but I'll be like, so when I get in thoughts, I do the, like, I do the same thing. It really helps me to say them out loud because, and I know all you guys have copped it before where I'm like, Hey, you reckon if I eat this, I'll die. And you're like, no. And I'm like, cool. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Just needed to confirm with someone. (laughs) Cool. I just needed to say it out loud and like talking about things that I've been stressed about, like previously, like if I can actually talk about them quite often, they are ridiculous. And again, different for everyone, but for me, Laughing at them, yeah. so helpful. Um, and having that separation it completely between... completely them. Yeah, exactly. And the thinking and feeling thing, for me, it's similar but different again, where mm. if I have a thought that isn't 
constructive. Maybe it's not something I want to be thinking. What I used to do was think, oh no, why am I thinking this? Why? Like, let's get to the bottom of this. And for my therapist, she's like, you actually don't have to. And I was like, what? And she's like, you don't have to think about it. And I'm like, oh my God, you magical woman. (laughs) So, you know, so for, you know, have a go at having your thoughts and think maybe these are just feelings and also having a go that when they come up, be like, nah, Again, not for everyone, but that but changed it is, my it is, life. It is very, it is very powerful. Like when those thoughts, and and I couldn't do it. Like Cast explained to me that that narrative, and I was I couldn't implement it in myself till I was much further down the track. But it is very powerful when those thoughts do pop up, and you're like, no, bin, and then you move on immediately. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, the, the option, like the, I feel like the thing that changed it for me was that someone had given me permission to not need to look into everything I was thinking like it was Mm. something that was fundamentally who I was. Like if I was thinking something like quote unquote bad, no, that's just a thought. Like it, this doesn't reflect who I am because that it's not, you know, the things that you think aren't always choices. So it's not, and who you are is made up of the choices you make. You know, you, you can have a thought and do a million different things with that thought. But um, yeah, so sometimes, you know, thoughts pop up and I'm like, oh, no. Not for no, me. In the bin. Doesn't yeah. matter. I don't have to go into it. I don't have to think yeah. about it. I don't have to anchor this to who I am as a person and then work out who that makes me if I'm thinking something terrible or, you know, just yeah, no. Sometimes it can just be like an intrusive <laughs> thought and you're like, nah. It's like nah. when you hold a baby and you immediately get that thought that's like, what if I throw this baby on the ground? <laughs> you're not going to throw the baby You're on not the going ground. to, but the thought pops and, up. Yeah, the thought pops up yeah. and then and you immediately <laughs> keeps a baby safe. Yeah, and because it's a crazy thought, you immediately dismiss it. You're like, no, that would be stupid. Moving on, Brian. You can just do that with your depressive thoughts when they're like, hey, what if you kill yourself? You're like, nah, and then you (laughs) shuffle on off to something else. (laughs) I think um, I was going to say that, like, I know, and this obviously is going to be potentially sounding annoying person, but, like, that's why meditation can be super, super healthy. Yeah. Because, like, when that's you learn annoying. to like step outside, I don't do and be it. Like, but it's not annoying. Yeah. No, no. Well, it is, I do it, it daily, is, guys, and it's no, amazing. It's, it's, right it's, after my runs, I meditate, and then I go for a and cold I, swim. Several hours until I can get a good night's sleep. <laughs> See, I told you I could make it annoying. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, meditation. I'm so things are genuinely healthy. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good because it trains you. It trains you. Well, if you don't yeah. know how to do that straight away. And like, especially like the idea is, which I didn't realize the start when I was doing it. But one of the things you do is you can do is you label it when it comes up. So you're sitting there, trying not to think about anything, and then someone comes to you like, oh, that's future stress and or that's past stress or that's this or that. So you actually like by giving it a name and seeing it pop up completely, you're yeah. totally separating you from that. Yeah. So it's just like, here's another thought. And it's like, because you, and I think the good thing about meditation is because you're trying not to, because you're trying to just focus on breathing. You're literally, it's not that you're not trying not to, you're just trying to focus on breathing. This stuff yeah. comes up. So it's like, that's not me. That's just my dumb yeah, brain. I can't, I can't right now. Go yeah, away. Like, go away. I'm, I'm focusing on this. I, so I don't want this to come up. So it's coming up. It's like, well, you know, there's just a dumb thing that's yeah. popping into your head. Yeah. A good like meditative, uh, I guess, technique that when people like a guided meditation, it's always, it's ne- it, the good ones are not like, don't think of anything. Stop it. Mm. It's one's like, all right, you thought of a thought. That's fine. Just like acknowledge it. Move on. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, there it is. It's Great. so fine. Fuck it off. And that's yeah. the whole idea. It's like yeah. by doing that, what you're doing is separate. You're doing the observer thing. You're like, yeah. I'm not my thoughts. I'm the person looking at this stuff come up. So you mm. just train yourself to do that more often, yeah. which all you're doing by being like, oh, I see that. And that's, you know, it's fine. Yes. And that's it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I guess it. hopefully through that, there is some definite things there to uh, 
Just uh, make goals. Uh, yeah. make six month long goals. Six six month long goals. <laughs> the next day, you're you not can kill yourself. <laughs> you're but not your thoughts, you're your choices. Your yeah. <laughs> and you make so, choices yes. to wait till Xavier Michaels. <laughs> Xavier Samuels. Xavier Thank you Sam. very much. A boy that I was very in love with when I was 14. To be fair, think- the new June movie looks amazing. So yeah, at least till then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there, there's some, uh, uh, I guess, options and ideas there for you. Uh, alternatively, like I mean, there are um, helplines. Um, check the show oh, notes online the chats UK. as well, like online mm, counselling. Yes. Yes, uh, and also, I mean, um, again, do not know how the, how it works in the in the UK, but if you're GP or if you've um, booked a session through the GP, like how we have to, surely the GP would also have some information about other services that are available. Also, if you say suicide, you get bumped to the top of the list. <laughs> but try not to do it unless you actually... <laughs> yeah, unless you mean it. But if you do, top of the list. Yes. <laughs> and now a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Also, have you noticed that your shirts and or bags are often lacking in pins from your good friends at Sans Pants Radio? Well, that's easily remedied by heading to our merch store on sanspantsradio.com and grabbing one of our pins. We have the Sans Pants Radio logo, an always bet on piss D20, and Jackson's face that is a replica of his legally binding signature. Sold separately or as a set of three? Check them out at our merch store over at sanspantsradio.com. So the next email, um, they've been dealing with lots of unhappiness in their day-to-day life for the last few months and a lot of self-harmy stuff. Um, their girlfriend's been trying to get uh, them to go to therapy for a long time, but since they're a teenager, they had to get their, their mum to take them. However, when asked if uh, their mum could take them uh, to the test, she said it probably wasn't that and that they're just bored, and as someone who has <laughs> always suppressed their emotions and told themselves that they're just pretending, it's just the worst thing to hear. Oh. So uh, I've got no clo- clue what to do. Uh, I don't know if I just stop pretending to be happy or something, but uh, I'm really upset and don't know what to do. So That's um, horrible. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's not yeah. fair at all. That's really That's a- not fair. Some really problematic parents. Yeah. <laughs> really problematic. I gotta go give my mum a hug because now she can comparison. They did an okay job. Yeah, I I don't know how to deal with like stuff like this. It's just very frustrating to me. Um, so at the end of the day, and this is one thing. Look, I'm not a parent, so I don't know what it is that, like that is to be a true. parent. 
You have <laughs> so you many adult idiots. Entire children. company. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I, 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 am not a parent mm. yet. I don't know what it is like to have okay, uh, Dad, a child rude. and to raise that's, them yeah. from from birth. Mm. Um, yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. That's I was an adult when you were. Yes, just yeah. oh. <laughs> seventeen. So uh, almost an adult. So I, I don't know what it's like to be, you know, like, like that, but. I, all I can do is talk from my own personal experience and dealing with my own parents and having siblings, that kind of stuff. But I don't know, it really it really frustrates me when it's like these people who we have, you know, looked up to when we were a teen or when we were kids mm. and that kind of stuff, these are, you know, they're our parents. They're, they're our blueprint for, you know, the people who care for us and they're meant to be caregivers. They're, they're meant to be the provider and caregiver of of us. And, mm. and it's just... Very disheartening to to see um, that happening, that that not happening, where it's just kind of like they're the adult in the room and they should know better. Hopefully Mm. they should know better to be looking after, you know, these young idiots, Mm. which is what we all were when we were young idiots. I don't know. That to me, it's frustrating. Mm. And I can't imagine what you must be going through. Yeah, it's frustrating hearing about it, let alone living it. To experience it. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I would say separate to that almost is like they're idiots. They're not mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like as in there and it, they, the, the parents he might make the, them. Yeah. The parents yes. might, they might, the idiocy might make them mean, but it's not like they're out like as yeah. to get you. They're actually just idiots. So if you try to think about that angle to be like, this is just someone who's got their own trauma. Mm. So imagine dealing with someone who's got trauma and how you manage that. That's basically what you're doing there because that person's got their own inbuilt issues from whatever that you just like someone who has to work with someone else has trauma. That's what it is. Like that's, yeah. that's actually what it is. So if you try to separate that out as well, to not take it like, I oh, know it's impossible to say, to say not take it personally, but the thing is they've got their shit that they're dealing yeah. with. So when you deal with them, you almost got to think about it like that. So even if you've got to work a roundabout way to get what you're wanting, because what you're doing there is actually working within their issues as yeah. well. Just yes. like when you've got issues and you want someone to work to relate limits. to yours. So if you try to think about it like that, mm. to try to take that out of the personal stuff, I'd say, yeah. even if it's almost like, oh, you know, okay, yeah, maybe it is some, nothing, but let's confirm or something like that. Yeah. Just just like something which try to meet mm. a middle ground because that's what the situation George is, is. is so correct. I asked my mum when I was like in my early 20s because I'd been suffering symptoms of anxiety and depression since I was 12. And I was like, why didn't anyone do anything and help? Mm. And my <laughs> mum really honestly like very able to have an honest chat about it and she was like, I had never had a teenager before and they said you were going to be moody. So I just assumed that's what it was. Jesus. And and like it wasn't it wasn't a maliciousness. That's it, yeah. And but yeah. that's it was she was like she'd been told like I I'm the eldest so she'd been told that like you're going to have a t- oh a teenage girl, teenage girl's yeah. going to be like oh she's going to be so moody, she's going to be so angry all the time, and she's going to be so emotional. And so when I was my mum was like, "That's right. That's what they told me. That some boxes being checked." And it wasn't. It wasn't tick, until tick. like I still was displaying those behaviours as an adult that like mm. people cottoned on that that I was mentally ill. Um, but I do think if you are underage and you need your mum's permission, go to your school, guide yeah. like a guidance counsellor or guidance counsellor equivalent. Most schools will offer some kind of support, and you talk to them because yeah. like obviously we don't know every like number you can call and how to get a therapist, but most schools will. Yeah, uh, and and also again talking about um, th- there are a, there are a lot of helplines out mm. there, uh, particularly for teens. Mm. 
Um, so, mm-hmm. so you know, depending on what country you're from, depending where you're listening from, you know, there, there are hotlines and lifelines. Yeah. Um, you Check can, the show notes uh, to see if we've yes. covered you. Because if you call um, one of them, like even if you call them mm. and you, mentioned you just Sans say. Pants radio. <laughs> 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 oh That's get you bumped ahead of everyone else. Yeah. Job of the list. Oh, you listen, those fucking idiots. Christ <laughs> almighty, it's the eight this hour. All right. <laughs> but, if, if, but you can just call them and sort of say what you said to us in that like I am struggling mm. to get help my parents won't let me see someone what can I do mm. those lines are there to help people they will know where you should go next and it, yeah, yeah and I think so it makes a really good point if you are attending school they will usually mm. or again we don't know where you are but they will usually have a free service in place that at least is the next step. And sort of following on what George said, I don't know how great this advice is, but if they're, if you've got a parent saying, you're just doing this for attention, blah, 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 say that you're going to therapy for that. Be like, I just need too much attention. I'm going to therapy to fix that issue. Exactly. That Maybe lead in. show that's about like, me for an hour. Yeah. If, if they're like, oh, you you know, if, they're, if, they, if they come back to you and say that, no, whatever you say is wrong with you isn't, which we believe you, please. Good on you yeah. for mm. still trying to get help. Um, but if you've got a parent coming to you saying, no, 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 this is what's wrong with you, be like, okay, I'm going to go to therapy for that. And I think also in the same vein that, like, I don't I don't know if you can go to the doctors on your own yeah. like, at mm. your age because it hasn't been specified. But if you go to the doctor and say that you're self-harming, top of the list. <laughs> top of the list. Yeah, because even if you like... <laughs> It's one of those weird things where you don't need parents' permission to like get help. Like yeah. weirdly, you there were ways around it. Yes, but yeah, but it's the classic thing. Going to the therapist, it's like the classic thing where it's like this isn't the same. Just for a separate example, mm. it's like when uh, I think I was watching a documentary once where it's like, oh, you could fake insanity to get out of some murder trial or whatever. And they got a guy there, and he's been faking for like three years. And the doctors are like, look, to be honest, if he's faking it at this point, he's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like as in, he's got his own issues anyway. Yeah. So it's like if you're self harming, and it's maybe because you don't have suicidal ideations, but runs because of some other reason, you're still that's still something yeah. you yeah. need to go to therapist about. So it's not like yeah, 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 a hundred percent. Like if you are feeling very unhappy to the point where you are self-harming and your mother is saying it's just because you're bored um <laughs> it's not what people which do is i remember always <laughs> the thought takoyaki stands yeah <laughs> <laughs> everyone's bored at the moment man yeah not, not a lot of people are self-harming yeah. i just uh maybe your mother has some issues that she needs to fucking yeah. work through oh. as well can the, oh my god can the next podcast be bad mums Christ almighty bad mums <laughs> I don't know. Seeing stuff like this is very disheartening. But seeing stuff like this, it just, I don't know. It, it always frustrates me. And I, I think I've been using that word a lot today. Yeah. It has yeah. been very frustrating, especially when this is like, you, 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 you have a duty of fucking care. Mm. Like, mm. This is your responsibility. And you need to fucking step up yeah. your game and look after your fucking kids. And I don't know. That, to me, is just... I don't know. Very I, disheartening. Yeah, I kind of take. And the look, I, I get it. I, I get just, it. I'm going through my own stuff right now. Ah! <laughs> I know. I can tell that very clearly. But for me, it's more like the other side is like. Yeah. I think playing into. I can understand parents being like, because you don't know until you have kids. But a lot, and, and there yeah. is irresponsible ways. But there are responsible ways to be like, oh, this is just something you're going through. Whatever. Like, as in, we don't need to 
end the world for this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's going to happen with every parent always. Yeah. But it's like just don't go too far down that way. Yeah. You're ignoring all these things, 100%. and you can resolve it with a couple of therapy sessions. Can fix that anyway. Well, so. yeah. Like and regardless of like, I think if someone is saying you, I want to go to therapy. Regardless of whether or not you think that they're sick, they have mentioned that they want to go to therapy, which is a good enough reason to go to therapy. Mm. That is yeah. base level. Like, it's I, like, I've, everyone should go just anyway. If someone expresses oh, a yes. want, d- oh, done. Have a tuna. Let them yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my doctor once described um, our bodies as a car, and he was like, sometimes you go to the mechanic because a wheel's fallen off, fallen off, and sometimes you go to the mechanic just to make sure it's still going good. Mm. And like that's what mental health like therapy is. Like sometimes you go because a wheel has fallen off and you're having a really bad time, but sometimes you go once a year just to like check in. Check in and make sure your oil's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm no fucking mechanic, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's it's great that you want help. It's great that you took the first step. It I'm very sorry that you hit a roadblock almost instantaneously. Mm. That yeah. sucks. But fair. there are ways around it. There are, again, hotlines out there that you can call up. Um, do check the show notes. Mm. There are uh, online services you can you can um, go to if you are a, you're a teenager. So if there's um, a school counselor or something like that, you can talk to talk to them. But yeah, I think uh, yeah. Don't don't make this make you stop seeking help. Yeah. Just re- different strategy. And that, and that actually attitude of ta- separating yourself out, mm. again, it's just so hard. But mm. being like, this is just another thing. A roadblock here, another got to go this way now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You got to go, you got to take a detour. Mm. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. And on that note, I've been Joel. I've been Zoe B. I've been George. I've been Cass. And we're still fine. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with us for some very unprofessional advice that goes beyond just go to therapy, feel free to email us on happylittlepod at gmail.com and make sure you put somewhere in the email okay to air if you're happy to have us discuss it on the show. Hope you have a great day. You're not alone. We love you. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.